Chloe Warren. communion in church it's the little wafer and the juice that comes in those little snack packs you know so if you were um, a new believer like I was when I was a teenager your age I used to go to church and think that this was a little snack to get us through the service get us ready for lunch so I didn't actually fully know what communion was until I grew up a bit and got a bit more um, on a personal level with Jesus and personal relationship there. So here we can see this beautiful painting that I painted myself. Oh, I'm just joking. But this, um, it's a bit blurry because I painted it when I didn't have my sunny, like my glasses on. So this is Jesus right here. So <laughs> you might have heard of it as the Lord's Supper or Holy Communion. It's all the same thing. Um, yeah, and just as I said, it's not a snack that we have in church. So why do we do communion? Well, we see Jesus' instructions to his disciples around communion in the Bible. So you can see this in Matthew 26, Mark 14 and Luke 22. So I'm going to read from Luke 22, 19 to 20. But just to let you know, this is, this is um, some text uh, during the Passover meal. So what's the Passover meal? It's a celebration of God bringing his people out of uh, slavery in Egypt. So that's sort of what they were doing in the room. So 19 to 20, he took some bread and gave thanks to God for him. Then he broke it in pieces and gave it to the disciples saying, this is my body, which um, is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. After supper, he took another cup of wine and said, this cup is a new covenant between God and his people. An agreement, an agreement confirmed with my blood, which is poured out as a sacrifice for you. So we can see communion is much more than just eating a piece of bread and taking a sip of juice. Mm. Communion is a time we intentionally set aside to remember everything that Jesus accomplished on the cross. So it is a time we remember that Jesus had died for our, um, in our place for our sins. So Jesus instructed us to have communion in remembrance of him and the new covenant between God and his people. So my first point is we were created to be in relationship with God. So we see this in Genesis 1, 27. So, so God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. So we fast forward a little bit to Genesis 2. And I'm not going to read the scripture, but I'm just going to summarize it the best I can. But God was present with Adam and Eve in the garden. So we know that his whole point of creating us was to be present with us. So in Genesis 2, 16 to 17, we, say, um, we see God having a little yarn to Adam. And he says, 16 to, Genesis 2, 16 to 17. But the Lord God warned him, you may freely eat the fruit of every tree in the garden, except the tree of knowledge of good and evil. If you eat its fruit, you are sure to die. Now, Jesus gave Adam and Eve everything in the garden. Um, so they had plenty of food. And then um, a little, little slithery, slithery snake 
<laughs> comes into the garden, has a yarn with Eve and convinces her to eat the fruit. So we're looking in Genesis 3 now. So we see Adam and Eve eat the fruit and disobey God. So the Lord... Oh, give me one second. So in doing this, God said that if you eat of the fruit, you will surely die. So that's a harsh... Ooh. Uh-oh. But then we see in chapters 20 to 21... <clears throat> Says the man Adam, oh no, 21, sorry. And the Lord God made clothing from animal skin for Adam and his wife. So even though we sinned against God and we disobeyed him, he loved us enough to clothe Adam and Eve. Mm -hmm. So he didn't kill them because the punishment was death. So God still had mercy in that moment Mm -hmm. and he still clothed them. And then God said, then the Lord said, look, the human beings have become like us, knowing both good and evil. What is, what if they reach out and take the fruit from the tree of life and eat it? They will live forever. So the Lord God banished them from the garden of Eden. Mm. So then we got banished. So because (laughs) of our sin, (laughs) we were separated from God. So I don't know um, how much of you read your Bible often. But there were a few mistakes made along the way. We've got Cain and Abel. Mm -hmm. We've got, um, you know, Babylon, the Tower of Babylon. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there's a flood. Like, it's pretty hectic how many mistakes we make. (laughs) So in Leviticus, so when um, Jesus, uh, sorry, when God bring the Jews, like the Jewish out of Egypt, um, in, in a part of that was in Exodus. Sorry. So in Exodus twelve thirteen, he instructed them, like, this is when God sent a plague. So God, on the night when God judged Egypt, a final plague killed the firstborn of every Egyptian. But God told the Jews to put lamb's blood on the doorstep, or doorpost, of their houses when he promised when I see the blood I will pass over you and no plague will befall you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt that's Exodus 12 13 so in the same sense um Jesus is our lamb and in John 12 I sorry John 1 29 says Jesus was the perfect lamb of God so we go back Jesus bring the Jews out of Egypt mm-hmm. and he instructed Moses. So in Leviticus, he tells Moses of all the sacrifices to make us right with God. So when we sin and we stuff up, we have to make ourselves right with God. And so in Leviticus 4, I'm not going to read it all, but in Leviticus 4, it is told that when we sin to make ourselves right with God, when we come in, we need to sacrifice a female goat or a sheep with no defects. Mm-hmm. And there's a whole process on how to do this. So Christians don't, like Christians don't believe in rituals or ceremonies that save us. And this is um, shown in Ephesians 2, 8 to 9. Mm-hmm. For by grace you have been saved through faith, not as a result mm-hmm. of works. So pretty much before Jesus came and died on the cross, we had to sacrifice goats or sheep mm. to get right with God and to be able to mm-hmm. go to heaven. Whereas now 
Jesus died for all of our sins. Mm. So all we have to do in remembrance of him is eat the bread and drink the juice. Mm. So in Romans 6.23, it says, For the wages of sin is death, mm. but the free gift of God is eternal life mm. through Jesus Christ our Lord. <clears throat> Romans 3.23-25, For everyone has sinned, we all fall short of God's glorious standard. Yet God in his grace freely makes us right in his sight. Mm. He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty of our sin. Mm. For God presented Jesus as a sacrifice for sin. People were made right with God when they believed that Jesus sacrificed his life, shedding yeah. his blood. Yeah. So there's nothing that we did to get this. It was because God created us to be in relationship with mm. him and he loved mm. us so much that he wanted to reunite us into his house and into mm. his presence. Mm. And I just got one other point is communion is not an obligation, but a celebration. Great. So Jesus was broken so that we can be fixed. Yeah. Jesus gave himself completely to give us a better life, a new start and a fresh relationship with God. Mm-hmm. In 1 Peter 3.18, it says, For Christ has suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you to God. Mm-hmm. He has put to death in the body, but made alive in the spirit. Mm-hmm. And then we look at we look at John fourteen, six to seven. Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Mm. No one can come to the Father except through me. Yeah, if you yeah. had really known me, you would know my father is. Mm. From now on you do uh, you do know him and have seen him. So when we think about communion, it is more of a celebration of Jesus dying as a sacrifice on the cross for us and making us um, one and right with God. Mm-hmm. does not give us um, a right to go out and freely sin. We can't be like, oh, I'm, I'm washed in the blood. I'm going to go steal a car. <laughs> That's not what we're saying. But um, what it is is that Jesus died for us and that he's covered all of our sins that we'll ever commit. But out of that, we, we are just so thankful for that, that we don't want to sin and we want to do right mm-hmm. by him. So one, in 1 Corinthians eleven twenty three to 26, For I pass on to you what I received from the Lord himself. Mm-hmm. On the night when he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took some bread and gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke it in pieces and said, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Mm. In the same way, he took the cup of wine after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirmed with my blood. Do this in remembrance of me as often as you Mm. drink it. For every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you are announcing the Lord's death until he comes. Mm -hmm. So when we also have communion as well, we are um, announcing that we have a new covenant Mm. with God. Yeah. And that we can, each one of us, have a relationship with him. Yeah. So before Jesus came and died on the cross, another point is that only holy high priests can enter into the presence of God through the tabernacle. Mm. And they had to do a sacrifice mm. to be able to enter into this. So when Jesus died on the cross, it says in Matthew twenty-seven fifty-one to 52, at that moment, the curtain in the sanctuary of the temple was torn in two. From top to bottom, the earth shook, rocks split apart, and tombs opened. The bodies of many godly men and women 
who had died were raised from the dead. So that's another thing to celebrate. We should be excited that mm. each one of us can actually be in the presence of God. Yeah. Yeah. We don't need to enter a um, tabernacle yeah. to be able to be in his presence. Right. We don't have to do offerings or sacrifices. Yeah. Another thing is they used to tie a rope around your ankle when you entered. Correct me if I'm wrong, Pastor Josh. And if you, if you weren't holy enough, because God is so holy and so pure, we would... And then they just drag us out. <laughs> Is that right? I'm not aware. Like, I've heard people preach it, but I've never seen it in the Bible. But <laughs> I've heard people preach. I've it. heard it preached as well. Yeah. So <laughs> that's why I'm asking you, Bible, uh, Bible man. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway. So in another thing from Paul is that in 1 Corinthians eleven twenty seven to 29, it says, So anyone who eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord unworthy is guilty of sinning against the body and the blood of the Lord. That is why you should examine yourselves before eating the bread and drinking the cup. For if you eat the bread or drink the cup without honouring the body of Christ, you are eating and drinking God's judgment upon yourself. So when we do have communion, it is important to examine ourselves before we take in, mm-hmm. making sure that we're right with God. That's great. And then so in Luke 24, 49, or 46 to 49, it says, and he said, this is when Jesus re- like resurrected from the dead. And he said, yes, it was written long ago that the Messiah would suffer and die and rise from the de- raise from the dead. On the third day, it is also written that in this message would be proclaimed in the authority of his name to all the nations. Beginning in Jerusalem, there is forgiveness for all sins who repent. You are witnesses of all these things. And now I'll send the Holy Spirit just as my father promised. But stay here in the city until the Holy Spirit comes and fills you with the power from heaven. So not only did Jesus pay for our sins and make us right with God, but he also gives us an instruction to go out into all the nations and preach this good news mm. because everybody who hears it um, and proclaims, um, gives their life to God, um, can become new yeah. and united in the house of God. Awesome. He also gives us the gift of the Holy Spirit mm. and mm. it fills you with the power of heaven. So these are things where we can um, see things come to pass mm. in what um, Jesus mm. done in the Bible. Um, so God makes it easy for us to come into relationship with him because Jesus paid the ultimate price mm. for all of our sins when he died on the cross. Mm. So it's not because of our works, but because of God's love and mm. desire to be in relationship with us that we have the best gift of all, forgiveness and eternal life. So we've been given the gift of the Holy Spirit. And out of that, we can see um, you know, people healed, families restored, um, we can see people free from addictions and generational curses. And so now we're just going to pray and then we're going to have some communion. All right. God, I just thank you that you desired a relationship with us so much that you sent your one and only son to die on the cross for us. Lord, I just thank you that you have made it so easily um, accessible to be able to be in relationship with you. Lord, I just pray for all of us here right now, Lord, 
that if there's anything that's left unsaid with you um, or any sins unforgiven, Lord, I just pray that we'll be able to bring that to you right now, Lord. I just pray for each one of us here who has or hasn't given their life to you, Lord. I just thank you for each one sitting in this room. And God, I just thank you that you have given us the power of the Holy Spirit and that you have given us a voice to speak and to be able to spread your good news to others. Jesus' name, amen. Amen.